Hey, 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 it's me, Katie here. Grab a notebook, add a cuppa, and join me in the Sociology Staff Room. Hello, and welcome to the Sociology Staff Room. I'm Katie Tyler, and I've got a guest today, uh, Corinne, who has 20 years plus of teaching experience, head of sociology within a school, and is going to come and talk to us about ethnicity and sociology uh, within the curriculum. So first of all, thank you for your time today. Hi, it's good. I'm honoured to be here. Oh, I'm honoured to have you. I really am. This is something that I'm, I'm, obviously, ethnicity is one of the sort of the core synoptic links that run through all our topics, isn't it? You, you know, class, age, gender, ethnicity, sexuality. Um, and so it is, you know, constant theme within it, within sociology. And personally, it's one of my, um, I suppose, motivations to take sociology. I think when I was thinking about when I was 16 years old, um, like obviously, uh, maybe people don't know, I, I mixed ethnicity myself, um, half Filipino, half English. So when I was studying in the 90s, I actually had a subject that I could feel like I could relate to. So it's not just teaching it. For many, for many of our students, it's something that will answer lots of internal burning questions. And for some students, it's something they've never really had the, the space to talk about. So it's a big responsibility, I feel, teaching sociology in a topic that more increasingly recently um there has been lots of discussion ar around ethnicity it's come to the forefront a lot more whereas i think historically um it maybe hasn't so much i think there's been a different movement with our students so i still really want to unpick you know how as a as a fellow colleague as a teacher as a head of sociology how you go around teaching ethnicity within education so i suppose it's quite a broad question for you to begin with you know um how do you sort of address ethnicity within education within school because obviously within sociology um i think of what i said to you i think when we were sort of in contact in the past some of the students feel less comfortable with talking about it some students feel more comfortable talking about ethnicity uh yeah so how do you how do you approach it how do you engage the students in in that debate and feeling comfortable with that um i suppose i mean when I talk about sociology within my school, we're lucky we've got quite um, a diverse population. And so sometimes it's really about what unites us rather than what divides us. And so, you know, um, I tend to go for the option of culture and identity. And that's the first thing I, I um, teach because it's a good, it's a good basics, good foundation. And then within that, when we look at, um, start looking at subcultures and cultures, I tend to get them to um, do a little culture project um, so that they will look at their uh, other uh, subcultures or cultures. And they tend to all look at them. So recently, um, well, last, a few months ago, they did um, their own, and uh, you know, somebody came from the Polish point of view, somebody who came from a Filipino point of view, and just giving the sort of the norms and values, the, the changes, the laws, and all that that's happening in their, their country. And it was it was so interesting to see that there was a lot of common themes mm. as well as differences. And I think that helped to, especially in the beginning of year 12, it helped to kind of unite us, you know, sound like a functionist here, but you know, we had that. <laughs> this is what it's, it's, you know, sociology is going to be about. It's looking at what, what we share, but also what divides us. And mm. so, yeah, that kind of, and then later on, it, I kind of build on that you know, um, sort of bringing up ethnicity, as you said, in a synoptic way, 
So if we're looking at class and we're looking at class within um, uh, gender, then female, black females, white females, Asian, you know, Muslim, and just try and keep on building on that throughout the, the two years. It's not always easy, depending on the constraints, but that's that's what I try to do. Mm, it's interesting you mentioned a project right at the beginning, uh, something we've we've interviewed um, uh, 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 Dr. Caroline Oliver from UCL, and uh, she was talking about a project that she does um, with students around uh, identity, and she gets them to do a project as well as part of her research. Uh, and that's really interesting that you sort of do something similar. Aren't, I was thinking myself actually because I'm I've chosen to do cultural identity as my next topic as well um, as a shift from from beliefs and I thought that I might do something like that some sort of maybe some photography based um, reflection on identity and culture um, and so that's really really interesting how how do the students respond to that and because you teach that first so they oh you know because obviously I was thinking about the sensitivity of maybe is it their own culture and identity or is it other no. culture. I give them a choice and um, a lot of them choose their own um, and I think the, the reason why there's a lot of them choose their own some of them know a little bit about it some of them don't and it gives them an opportunity to really and they you know what comes really across is how proud they are of their own ethnicity you know they really like excelling in showing pictures and sometimes they bring in food and sometimes they bring in um, artifacts from their country just to show and it's it, that that really impresses me how proud they are of their own um their it's their own family their own traditions so even in this you know this age they still hold as and as young people a lot of them still hold on to um those traditions and they visit back their back home and all the rest of it so yeah i think it and that kind of comes across and everybody's like oh and they ask each other questions about it so yeah it really it really kind of creates an atmosphere of i suppose safe safe space to talk about my difference and talk about my culture and it's not it, it's in a positive yeah it's great you know this is what we do and this is how we eat and but you know like one girl was talking about um, her country and the, the conflict that was going on there but it was seen as a balance because even though she knew the conflict she still loved her country and you know so that was that was really interesting to see her point of view as a young person mm, interesting because i said like um i think there's an important word that you said there was making the students feel safe um I, I know in the past you know i don't know if you've had this you know students feeling can we talk are we allowed to talk about this and there's something i sort of mentioned to you when we were sort of in contact before that um I suppose, I suppose what I, I have noticed that some students feel, and I think about creating that safe environment that you said, is feeling, oh, am I being racist to talk about ethnicity? And I, somehow they've got that communication. I don't know where, where that's come from. I can't pinpoint where that's come from from them as individuals. But to have the opportunity to talk about it, they're like, are we allowed to talk about this? Um, I don't know if you have you felt have you had the same experience or not? It might just be me and where my experience is, but some of the students are a bit sort of shocked when we're we're talking about ethnicity um, and unpicking that, particularly when we sort of do. I, I don't for me, I, I found it quite difficult for some students to talk about race, ethnicity, culture, and identity, and, and some students have found that a quite a difficult, challenging debate. Um, I'm interested in finding your views on that. I think sometimes it can depend on the makeup of your class um, over the years, you know, 
Um, you know, I've had times when um, I've had so many diverse cultures and maybe one, I suppose you could argue, British person in there, you know, and you, you um, but sometimes it's, it's looking at their ethnicity because sometimes you're looking at it from um, a class or an a, a, all right, so if I look at it, for example, um, I had a girl who's Irish um, and the rest of the class was sort of, um, you could argue, different ethnicities, black, Asian, and a few different other ones. And I, had, I kind of related it back, because she was very close to Ireland, so relating the ethnicity back to Ireland. And, you know, so when we sometimes we talk about communities, you know, I kind of said, well, what, how is it in, oh, sorry, how is it in Ireland? I'm sorry, I think just dropped okay. in. Oh, that's just, that's just life, isn't it? That's okay. Yeah. How is it in Ireland? So sometimes it's relating it back to the ethnicity as well as race. But I think by by saying it's okay to have your opinion and to encourage that, um, because sometimes people might say, well, you know, I don't want to, if we talk about white privilege, all right, mm. you know, other, other white people in the class going to feel, you know, they can't say that it, it exists or not, or they can't, haven't got an opinion because they might get shouted down by the others in the class or whatever it is. But sometimes I kind of take it and say, well, white privilege is not an individualised thing. Mm. It's, it's it's something that is a concept. Yeah, so it's not whether you are feeling that, it's what you think in society. So to make it more of a macro thing mm. there, that safety to give it that, that, that and that discussion and they feel more able to discuss it as a concept rather than as an individual thing there yeah mm. so it's really i think you know with sociology you know it's really sort of encouraging and i don't know for others but um we don't do gcc so it's really important in the beginning of year 12 to get that that culture of of safety that culture of being of discussion that might take some time depending on your 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 students but really and i think by doing those things bringing in contemporary issues which isn't always easy again all right but just having that discussion about what do you think was going on you know what's the talk on social media what's this what's that then they're able to kind of say well i've heard this i've, I've listened to that so is it always about oh i think yeah you know, and whether you agree with it or not. So it's really just trying to create that 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 atmosphere that that's as you we talked about that safety there. Yeah, it's, it's that's how I find it. Yeah, no, it's correct me if I'm right. If I've understood this correctly, it's obviously it's creating that safe culture. And on one hand, although we did talk about making it relatable to students, but obviously it's their choice in order to do that in in order not to spotlight students, which I think is obviously really important as well. But in addition to that is almost keep it relatively theoretical so it isn't personalized so it's like bringing you know like you said debates within social media that might be happening but looking it through the lens of theories rather than i think which then is a bit makes students feel a bit safer because they're saying well functionists would think this you know uh, triple system feminists would think this and so on and so on so there isn't that um i suppose ownership is that right like they're not they're not saying i think that it, it creates that safety that buffer for them is is that what you were sort of saying is that am i right in interpreting that it is um and then as time goes on they can uh, some of them are, are comfortable right in the beginning and think oh i think this and i think that and that's great if not then yes you can say well 
you know, do you think the functionists have a point? Do you think the sociologist has a point about whether, um, you know, the elite or the upper class or um, whatever, the, the white this or the black this or whatever, you know, do you agree with that? You know, I mean, Sewell don't always agree with, but, you know, mm -hmm. he's, he's there. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, you know, um, about what Sue has to say as a black sociologist, but talking about black people, maybe more of a, a blame culture. Uh, so, mm -hmm. you know, it's where the controversy is and mm. then getting that going, do you know what I mean? And I, I think that, that helps a lot. And so, and then sometimes, and sometimes that um, those opinions that you think more might come from the maybe, uh, you know, the white or whatever, comes from the black people themselves. So it's always about challenging stereotypes, challenging views, challenging what they hear, yeah? You know, how do you know? Well, I heard it, I read it, I did that. Well, mm. let's challenge it, you know, let's talk. You know, what is, what have your experience and maybe what you can bring into this, you know, or your friend's experience? Because, um, again, we never know, you know, um, what family makeup um, that a child has, you know, they might be a, a child who's got um, a white auntie or whatever it is. So, you know, it's, that's interesting to see what, and they, they tend to bring that in. And so you encourage that because now they realize they've got different opinions, different options, different thoughts based on their own experience that they can bring in. Um, and then does that relate to, back to sociology? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, it tends to be trying to bring, always keeping sociology at the front, but as you know, relating it to their experience so that they can identify and then evaluate and argue their points, you know. Yeah, and I like the point you mentioned about, um, you know, creating that, like the evaluation, that sort of criticism or the counter argument, you know, uh, I think it's sort of, it's almost like presenting the information. Um, and then from that, then it's sort of thinking, well, like obviously you mentioned Swell there and uh, see well there. And then obviously that is contentious debate. And obviously you've got to be careful as a sociology teacher not to be biased, aren't you? Like it's, it would be very easy for you to go, whatever i'm not i'm not going to state my opinion um i'm trying to be as neutral as possible but you know we might have an opinion on that um or may not um but then it's presenting the counter argument for that i suppose for those students and to or for them to create a counter argument as well um so a slight movement from that because i sort of think that you know it's definitely safe space depersonalize it where possible not spotlighting and obviously creating that sort of debate so that both sides of the argument are considered. Um, you've also mentioned the importance of contemporary material, which there is a lot of it more recently, I personally, and I don't know if you feel the same, in the last sort of, I say like, since pandemic, actually, I would say there's a far greater contemporary material on around ethnicity. Um, I don't know if you found the same. Is it, yeah, uh, I think that George Floyd, that thing really kind of mm. blew up, didn't I mean, and made everything very, in your face um, mm. from a, 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 a local and a global point of view, yeah. Mm. And then obviously we can discuss that with our students. My next question is, I suppose there's two bits of the question really, um, but I suppose they're the same question. I don't know if you've been thinking about this, this is something I'm sort of considering myself uh, in my own teaching practice. Um, 
is how do we as, as sociology teachers look at our curriculum and and in some way decolonize it reduce this ethnocentricity within the potentially within the subject so my first thought is the founding fathers preferred in quotes in, in quotes um you know how do i mean i don't know i just i would love to just hear like what you're thinking in your views and something something i'm personally searching around is okay if we teach class gender age ethnicity we look at statistics um obviously you mentioned as well but you know he's not the representative of all of all black sociologists um you know is there anything you sort of consider that we could do as sociology teachers within sailing in the realms of the specification but you know reducing this and eccentricity of it and decolonizing it as well if, if possible um so when you say about the founding fathers what are you saying that it, that we need to expand on that or I don't, I'm that. just yeah I'm just sort of creating debate I don't even know I'm, well I do I'm starting to look into it a little bit more that they you know potentially they're not the only founding fathers of sociology or we obviously research within that and the enlightenment potentially um wasn't the enlightenment you know you're you know there's other empires and other experiences historically from different cultures that have had an impact and just looking at sort of sociology how we're becoming representative of, of a variety of sociologists and their work and i think for me i know i've been looking more at contemporary sociologists where we're hearing voices of all different ethnic groups and genders and sexualities um to be representative of the students um, i know that there's been a sort of a recent change in the teacher guides for some examples to be more representative. I think that's probably a good starting point is looking at sociologists and sometimes looking at some of the examples that we use that are, like you said, challenging some of those stereotypes as well that are out there. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we kind of, um, it, it may be a little bit of um, also a tokenist, but sometimes what we mm. do is expand Black History Month, look at black sociologists and then, you know, you've got Dubois and, you know, um, and, and thinking about that and just thinking, all right, so, and I think one of the things, you know, the criticism is, is yes, you've got Durkheim and Weber and all the rest of it, all right, but, you know, how do they relate today and what other sociologists we, we can bring in? Um, so I think, you see, it's difficult because you're, you're, you're wanting to cover what's in the text to make sure that the students are quoting the right sociologists and all the rest of it and you know um and how much scope do you have to bring in the contemporary sociologists and will they be credited and all the rest of it um are the examiners going to be aware of these contemporary so you, you you're constantly striking a balance um and i suppose i was just sort of also thinking because it's when i look on the Facebook, you know, um, webs, uh, chat, and you sort of think a lot of people have never had experience of sociology, and they're teaching sociology, and I feel really sort of sorry for them because you're just pushed into that, and so you're doing it literal, you know. Um, after 20 years, I've had to, you know, there's ways I've kind of brought in if, if, um, ethnic things, and I was just wondering, yes, it's the bottom-up approach, you know, but, you know, is it time for AQA and maybe other those to kind of be a bit more radical in because I, I look at the options um, that we teach, you know, culture and identity, and 
even within that, could we have another option where we look at race in more detail and ethnicity in more detail, but make it more synoptic? So, if we're looking at, or even looking at family, we look at families within um, a Muslim or within this, and then still relate it to class or still relate it to other um, cage, you know, other aspects. Um, and I think, you know, as I said, with experience, you do bring that in. Um, and um, you try hard and and I was thinking about um, those contemporary things, you know, yes, you've got the George Floyd, even the whole debate about Meghan Markle, you know, do we, you know, you can bring that in, but is there, is there room? Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's constantly the battle. And I just wish we had a bit more scope um, from AQA or whoever, OCO, whoever, it doesn't really matter. Um, and again, you know, sometimes that you look at FSC and you try and you try hard to also include the positive sides. I mean, you look at immigration. You know, I, I want to see, yes, immigration. And it's good that we look at, you know, the downside of it. But what about the, the positives? You know, mm. let's look at that and what the contributions are and the constant fight to get those contributions acknowledged um, within sociology, within the debates, within all those sorts of things. So. Yeah, I think it's just a balancing act for, for me. But um, like you said, I think it's being aware and being conscious and striving to always bring that in um, wherever you can. So, yeah, I don't know the question, to be honest, but it's, um, I think it's, it's, a, it's a conscious thing as a teacher to, to constantly think. And, you know, black, Asian, are we talking about race? Are we talking about ethnicity? Or religion yeah. sometimes. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Is having that debate. And well, I mean, funny enough, my students are just doing the same thing. They're doing some, um, they're doing a little bit of mini action research for methods, just so that before we do methods in context, so that it feels a bit more real for them. And they're just sort of creating a questionnaire. And then they sort of looking at the census where they divide ethnicity up. And they were going to use that as their, I suppose, their, their first questions, basing it on those questions, they were, what does it even mean? Like, what does white, black, and then you've got Caribbean in there, and then, but then Caribbean is part of America, and they were like, uh? And I think just even at that point, when I sat with them, I thought, do you know what, that's a good time to have a discussion debate, although we're not doing um, cultural identity next, challenge that. Well, what do you think it means? What are the problems with these definitions? And I suppose like what you just said, it's having it up there in the mind, your mind, because I think you said a really powerful point that it's a balancing act between the things we have to teach versus all the contemporary stuff that we could bring in that is going to be meaningful to the students and enhance their learning without it going on a bit of a tangent. And I think it's cherry picking those, those bits, but also like you said, having it in your mind that when there is those moments, creating that quick debate there and discussion, so they're having those thoughts and going, rather than thinking, oh, well, I know we're going to cover that when we do culture and gender in like three weeks, four weeks time. Think, well, actually, yes, we are doing it in four weeks time, but we can have a quick discussion about this now just to, to keep that debate live. Because um, they were like, I don't understand why there's colours in here and then there's some ethnicities and there's some religions. And what does mixed other even mean? Um, you know, and creating that debate, um, which I suppose comes to what you said, from a safe environment. Because sometimes, you know, we talk about the social construction of race, but also the, the social construction of terminology that's mm. changed, you know. Afro-Caribbean, what does that mean? Coloured, um, you know, mixed race. Well, is mixed race now, is it not just like that? It's, it can be other cultures within that. And just, you know, and the impact of those words, 
that they've had in the past and how it's changing and how people are becoming more conscious of that. So I think, you know, that whole, you know, for me, that, that, that term social construction is, is so important um, when looking at sociology in, in <laughs> every really aspect. Laugh. I actually said that to my students yesterday. I said, that is my favourite word in sociology. And I was funny you mentioned that. It's literally my favourite word because I said exactly that, exactly that. Everything is a construction, you know. But sorry, I sorry to interrupt you because I just, I had to say it made me love oh. exactly what I said yesterday. <laughs> I'm constantly saying that because so it's a social because it is it's just and because things are changing constantly you know even the, the students themselves are like oh god yeah you know um, and what it means here what it means to be a child what it means to be um, a young person what it means to be old what it means to be all those things it's just I feel like it's it to me it feels like it's just sped up um and I think that's just really important. And I think they, they, they seem to be getting that within yeah. that. And I almost feel the kids are more ahead than we are in some ways. Because they were talking, they obviously are on social media and TikTok or whatever. Yeah. And they're covering debates that haven't really hit mainstream, you know, culture, I suppose. I suppose it's mainstream for them, but not, not, you know, formal education. And we were talking, like, say that, you know, see the ethnicity and, you know, black Caribbean was on there. And I said, and then they brought up the argument of colorism, you know, well, how yeah. does that work with that? And that's not something that's, you know, we necessarily have, we talk about within our textbooks and stuff, but yeah, it's such an important debate, um, which I could, we could talk about forever, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's been aware that maybe that is important. That's something we could talk about, but not spend too long on in, in an exam to be descriptive but definitely important and value that for the students to bring that in i suppose like you said it's kind of back to what you just said that balancing between that love for learning the debate and important discussions that need to be had but also making sure that the students pass those exams as well are there any sort of final sort of words of wisdom from your experiences as a as a teacher for over 20 years in sociology of anything you think would be good for you know both experience and as you mentioned earlier really difficult with students uh, the teachers that are non-specialists as well as obviously ECTs that would help us navigate um the teaching of ethnicity within sociology um I think it's it's a bit like what we try to get the students to be which is not always easy but to be more conscious to think in a in a wider um, to think micro, to think macro as well, to, you know, see the smaller picture, the bigger picture. And I, I think it's also about, um, as I said, to, you know, sometimes it's being sad, you see sociology in everything, um, you know, and that's what I do, you know, if I see, if I watch a program or listen, I kind of, it, it all relates to sociology in my head. And so I think if a teacher really wants to sort of really get to, to enjoy it as well as teach it, because, you know, part of, um, always with any subject, the part of it is, is to build your, your own love for the subject. Um, and I think it's really, and I think we're lucky in sociology because there's so much going on um, outside of business, but within that, it's just being more conscious and being sort of maybe doing some reading, some listening, um, you know, sort of being an ally of it, you know, just finding out and thinking and maybe talking to other people, you know, from so you build up your own viewpoint, your own experience, but also, and then can you hinge it like we do with, this, with um, the students? Can you hinge it on a sociology? Can you hinge it on a perspective? And to me, that's where you kind of then 
then it becomes the other way around where you see social sociology and you let your experience of sociology rather than the other way around. So I think it's really about developing your 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 love for the, the subject, um, but also just being more conscious of what is it you're teaching and your your own biases, I suppose. You know, um, as you said, we've got to be careful not to inflict that on the students, but we've also got to be aware because you can't because you you've got to be aware of your own bias and your own viewpoints. Yeah, and so it's listening and then it's is presenting that information from whether you agree with it or not. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if it's words of wisdom, is really just sort of develop your, your your knowledge, look to be critical, look to evaluate, and then you can pass that on to your students. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. And with the, with race and here, I think we've all got, whether you're black, white, or anything in between, we've all got, um, some experience of division within that and i think explaining it um and i look at um ethnicity and as we said you know is it just about race you know it is about ethnicity and it is about you know even if you're white and british you've got your you're, you're an ethnic group so yeah i yeah sorry don't want to waffle on Oh, no, I mean, obviously, thank you for that. Um, really, I don't want to add any more to it. So beautifully said, um, you know, like you said, yeah, develop that love for learning, critical thinking, and a, a non-biased attitude. But um, I did add more, but I was just summarising. But I don't, yeah, beautifully said, thank you for your time. And thank you for your enthusiasm. Um, I really, really appreciate that. And lovely speaking to you, um, a fellow enthusiast of, of sociology. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Karim. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Sociology Stuff Room is brought to you by tutor to you Sociology. Find us at tutor2u.net forward slash sociology or follow us on Twitter at tutor 2 or Instagram at tutor 2 You can also join our very lively Facebook groups for sociology teachers. See you soon.